I'm Caleb Kid Coy, Epic Legacy Hero Builder, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Like a Bank. Along with myself, you'll hear from other successful experts and people who are busy serving and empowering many lives. You'll see how we're showing others to become debt-free in record time as they build economic discipline while generating a bulletproof family legacy revenue stream together. We'll learn how to live and operate just like the banks do. Hey everybody, Caleb Kid Coy here, your alchemized slayer of mediocrity, heroic family legacy builder and host of Living Like a Bank podcast. And today I'm excited to introduce a new aspect of our podcast, the Business Book Club. And we came up with this idea ultimately not only to continue the self-education process, but really to give you more tools and keys that you can put into your tool belt to help you ultimately in your legacy and living like a bank goals. And today I am joined with Mr. Chris McFarland. Chris, how are you doing today? Uh, it's my pleasure to be with you, Mr. Caleb. <clears throat> well, happy to have you here today. So Chris and I talked a bit about um, where to start, right? So many great books out there, so many wonderful health, self-help and educational books, but we came up with uh, the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, who also authored uh, The Art of Seduction, uh, Laws of Human Nature, and many more great books. So tell us, uh, Chris, a little bit about uh, what went on in your mind as you started to read 48 Laws of Power. Uh, well, Caleb, um, I, I actually found it because of the algorithm um, on, uh, on, on, on Audible. Um, I, I'm a big Audible guy. Uh, and, and this isn't an Amazon commercial, but I was, uh, I had been reading, um, actually, uh, Machiavelli <laughs> and, um, uh, for reasons I won't get into. And the algorithm, uh, suggested this book like three or four times. And I was like, geez, maybe I should read that book. And so I started reading it just, you know, as part of my just discursive reading. And, uh, as I got into it right away on the first chapter, it hit me between the eyes with a situation in my own life that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but it's, it's practical is the answer to your question. It's one of the most practical books that I've ever, uh, read or been exposed to because it shows one how to exercise power in life and to not be abused by power. And so I guess we're going to spend the next few minutes talking about that a little bit further. But that's that's why I uh, got interested in this subject. And uh, I think because it's so general, it lends itself to other books and authors and topics being brought into it, uh, which you and I have discussed that we also uh, want to be able to talk about. Right. And I appreciate the fact that Robert Greene utilizes real life study examples, real historical accounts of uh, what people have experienced in exercising, right? These laws of power and how it's mm -hmm. either benefited them or uh, completely, right? Turned, turned against them essentially and, and repercussions that, I mean, as much as cost them their very own lives. So we're, you know, we're looking at the extremes and uh, we're looking at everything in between ultimately, but understanding human nature and human psychology and really the, the reason that people do what they do, what motivates us, why we're motivated by it, Chris, because we hear this a lot, don't we? You know, that people are motiv motivated often by need, number one, yep. and by yep. greed, too. Yep. And this causes yep. us to react or respond in, in, in very different ways, depending on 
what our personal human nature or psyche is looking for. What are your thoughts about that? Well, that, that's exactly right. I'm actually going to go um, Abraham Maslow here um, and his famous hierarchy of needs. Um, because as, as we all know intuitively, even if we hadn't heard of this Maslow guy, like you can't be worrying about self-fulfillment or living your best life if you're hungry and you don't have any place to sleep, right? <laughs> kind of kind of common sense stuff. So by using the laws of power in the first place, we can become more aware, like you just said, of the general laws of human nature that apply everywhere. Because Caleb, as you and I have talked about, we don't really have, well, I mean, we do have them, but kings and queens in today's world, even where they do exist, generally don't really have the power, even in the countries where they rule. The British monarchy, uh, uh, the, uh, one exception might be the Saudi royal family. I'm sure there's a few exceptions to what I just said, but by and large in the world today, my point is that it's not about kings and queens, but there are still people of power. And those people of power can exist on a very high level. People such as the, the whoever is the president of the United States or, or such things, or the, the president of the World Bank or things of that nature. But they could also be just local people, like even in a family, a center of influence, a person who's powerful as a center of influence in a family or a small business owner. So I think it's really important to emphasize that what we're talking about applies to everyone, everywhere at all times. Mm. Whether or not you're interested in business and economics, these quote laws of power apply to everyone. In, in the preface, it talks about people who try and pretend like they're not playing the game of power, but at least according to the author, and we are here just basically talking about we're not, we're not necessarily saying whether we agree or disagree with Robert Greene's uh, premises, but we are stating what he says as an author, right? And, and he is saying that um, people who pretend to not use power are still using power. It's just a deception. Hmm. And, well, and, I, and so yeah, when, when I want to talk about deception for a second, because um, deception is to ensnare or to catch like in a trap. And there's all kinds of, you know, scams and everything out there in the world. There always have been, especially nowadays on the internet. And so if we're not wary, if we're naive, we're simply going to be the effect of people who have power. <laughs> so power is out there in the world and people are going to use it or not use it and it's going to happen to you. So even if you're not interested in exercising power, and I'm not sure why you wouldn't be, but even if theoretically you weren't, you still would be interested in this book and this topic because you don't want other people to impose their power on you. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say a, another great substitute for the word power would be influence essentially, because I think a lot of folks associate the term power with control. And granted, there's, there's a lot of it. There are people that are seeking positions of power are seeking positions of control and influence. But just like anything, right, the dynamic is money being a tool. Is it used for good or bad? Is it used for righteous causes or wicked causes? The same goes for power, right? Are we utilizing it as people of character to exercise positive influence or are we utilizing it to exercise negative influence and control over others? So. Exactly. Okay, I think thoughts. it's both of those things. It's number one, it's how can we use power for our lives in a positive way? Because if you're talking about power and control, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my uh my golf club here for a second, okay? My my putter. 
And uh, if I'm going to play golf effectively, I need to have very good control of my power. And in fact, a lot of uh, putting or any other sport or activity is regulating how much power with control. So how we control power, we can't, we can't hope to control power until we first acknowledge it exists and understand its principles, right? Mm-hmm. And so in no particular order, Mr. Green has laid out 48 laws of power. Now, we just talked about power. The other word I really wanted to make sure we touched on was laws, okay? Because <laughs> laws can also mean a lot of different things, right? So these are not like laws, like statutes passed by some government or sanctioning authority, um, nor are these necessarily laws like, like, um, like the Ten Commandments or something like that, or the Eightfold Noble Path of Buddhism. That's not those kind of laws. They're not presented as immutable laws given to us by some authority, are they, Caleb? Right. Um, so I just want to disabuse. Those are two common senses that we think of as laws. Um, they're more like, and I, as you, as you know, I have a habit of accidentally referring to this book as the rules of power. <laughs> and I, I think I know why he did laws, because it just sounds provocative and it's a good title. But it's really more like rules of power that have been observed deductively in, in the manner of, of Descartes and Bacon and, and just generally science, right? So this is a lot like actually Napoleon Hill's book, where uh, the, How to Think and Grow Rich, where he went and interviewed tons of people and then distilled their knowledge into Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be referencing that book as, as well as other business books uh, abundantly as we go through this series. But in this book right here about the laws of power, we're looking one, quote, law at a time. And in each case, the book does present a format, doesn't it, Caleb, where uh, we're, we're presented with an example of someone not observing the rule or law and how it negatively affected them because of it. And then we're given an instance of someone who did apply uh, or instantiate the, the law in their own lives and how it benefited them. And, and then a brief summary. So that's kind of the format um, that we'll walk through with each episode. And, um, and actually, Caleb, uh, do you want to talk about uh, the kind of the format of how we're going to proceed? Well, I just wanted to mention as a student of international law, I look at things like natural law, which essentially are the foundational principles of international law. So these, there, there are things that, you know, some people call them God's law, whatever you want to call them. Ultimately, it's, it's natural law. It's the laws of nature that, you know have been watched, have been studied by humanity by thousands of years and remain steadfast thereby they're, you know, referred to as a law versus a rule or something like that. But yeah, you know, our, our, our idea for this was essentially just to get a group of us together, you know, who've, who've read these respective uh, sections of the book, if you will, and just kind of have an open-ended discussion, you know, thought, thought provoking. Um, what is it, you know, what does it mean to us? Maybe our own real life examples where we've seen it or things like that, but ultimately just to, again, as, as Chris stated, bring, bring more awareness and more attention to the fact that these laws, principles, whatever you want to call them, these rules are at play. They're at work in our everyday lives and way they may not be as extreme as some of the stories that we'll, we'll read 
um, they are at work and being aware of them, uh, I think is what Robert Greene was really trying to accomplish that we can understand what they are and how they function and how are we again, utilizing them for the benefit of our own lives and others and in our everyday endeavors. And I, and I think we can't really wrap up today with this introduction without talking about uh, what does this have to do with living like a bank? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about with power, we already talked about how power can be extremely negative. And in my view, an example of that would be megalomania or the um, undue fascination of exerting one's power and influence on others. Okay. And I think that's how we often think of power. And that's certainly not what we're here to teach people how to do. In fact, if anything, we're here to look at means by which we could protect ourselves from such things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But when we do talk about power, power, according to Robert Greene, now hear me out now, is amoral. And now I did not say immoral. I said amoral. Because morality is for, I'm not saying morality is bad, but morality is given to us by something else. Whereas power in a social sense, which is what we're talking about, is one's ability to establish one's own agency. In other words, to be sovereign. And and that's what we're all about with leaving a legacy, isn't it, Caleb? No, it, it absolutely is. And it opens up a whole other can of worms, which we don't have time to discuss today. But you know, exercising the right of self-determination and being a people who are not only independent in thought, but we are proactively building the world, the society, our surroundings to become a better place. Are we active participants in building something that, you know, we, we're going to leave it behind. That's our legacy. We live every day, our actions, our words, right? We're leaving that imprint but is it something that's positive? Are we building towards something better or are we simply occupying space, right? Are we simply yep. going through the motion? Napoleon Hill referred to it as drifting. Are we just drifting through life, right? You know, being your average, everyday, ordinary person with no uh, precise plan or no uh, vision in our hearts. Right. And we're all aware that without a vision, people perish. You have to have a vision of where you want to go, what you want your future to look like. And again, we don't, none of us have total control over that, right? Life is always throwing curveballs, but to the best of our ability and what we can control, are we building and shaping the kind of legacy that we want to leave to our kids, to our grandkids, to the generations who follow behind us? And we can't do that without power. And how we use that power uh, is a whole nother subject. But what we're here to talk about is like the pieces of a puzzle. Here's 48 laws of power. And we're going to examine each one of them discreetly and individually with each podcast. And at the end of this, we're not going to have any grand solutions. It's up to each individual person to apply these rules and these laws. But if you don't know what the laws are, how could you hope to control them or use them in a beneficial way? So I want to I want to send us out with two quotes. You just mentioned Napoleon Hill, one of my all time favorite quotes, probably my one of my personal top three favorite quotes any I've ever heard, is uh, Napoleon Hill said, "Anything we vividly imagine, what you just talked about, ardently desire, and enthusiastically act upon, 
must inevitably come to pass. Now, Caleb, you know that Nietzsche is one of my other favorite intellectual heroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I, not that I want to die of syphilis and, and, and loneliness in the mountains like he did, but, you know, <laughs> uh, I do dig Nietzsche. And, uh, and Nietzsche said that there were only three truly great people who had transcended being men or humans and verged on being superhumans. And they were Julius Caesar, Napoleon, and Goethe, the German poet. I want to send us out on a quote from Goethe, which is actually uh, quoted by Green. And Caleb, as you know, each chapter ends with a couple of quotes. Uh, and this is the quote I want to end us on today. The only means by which one's ends may be achieved are force and cunning. Love Love also, they say. Hmm. But that is to wait for sunshine and life needs every moment. Hmm. End quote, Gata. Interesting. I like that. Well, guys, we hope that this new business book club uh, feature will be beneficial again to you and just kind of help open your mind and your thinking process to new things and to new ideas. And again, don't forget to like and subscribe and follow the Living Like a Bank podcast on YouTube and across the board on all podcast platforms. And we appreciate you taking some time to watch with us today and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Thanks for tuning into the show. Please be sure you subscribe on YouTube or the podcast on anchor.fm and follow me on social media at metalpreneur. If you're ready to talk about building your own bank, use the QR code or go to rebrand.ly slash build a bank. Be sure and join us for the next broadcast as together we learn to live and operate just like the banks do.